Kama. It means holy worship. Join me, your host, Robert Randall, as we delve into biblical instrumentation and music history to discover the sounds behind the words of our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Yeshua Messiah. It is I, your host, Robert Randall, once again coming to you from a now springy, sunny Colorado Springs. Let's jump into today's topic. Father in heaven, we come before you today. We ask for your Ruach HaKodesh that dwells in our flesh to manifest so that we can understand your word and understand the power of worship, the power of music as you've given it to us historically, culturally. And we just praise you and give you thanks, most of all, for your son, Yeshua, the living word, the fullness of the Godhead bodily that dwells in us. Yeshua's name, amen. The Sebeka and the Psalterine. The Sebeka was a Babylonian instrument that was favored by King Nebuchadnezzar and is found in only one chapter of the Bible, based on linguistic roots for sack and buk. In the Hebrew language, it would seem appropriate to identify this this instrument as a trumpet based on English linguistics for the familiar horn the King James translators were familiar with. Dr. Steiner points out, now the root sack, signifying a pouch or bag, runs through a vast number of languages, Hebrew, Arabic, and most of the European languages dead or now used. There is also, according to some, the root bug in Arabic and buk in Hebrew, meaning a trumpet or pipe. There is a great temptation, therefore, to jump to the conclusion that a sackbut must have been a bagpipe, especially as the German name for a bagpipe is sackpife, which looks and is a very near relation to sackbut. And moreover, it seems difficult to account for the application of such a term as bag trumpet to the to a trombone, an instrument which is but very slightly, if at all, unlike a trumpet in the general form of its outline. The fact, however, remains unshaken that the European sackbut was a trombone, the word being used in the same sense in many languages, as for instance in Old French sackbut. Sacbute, I think. Pardon my mispronunciation of foreign words. And in Italian, sacbuc. The reader must forgive this di- this digression on a word which, as has been remarked, ought not to have found its way into the translation of the book of Daniel. A related instrument is that Steiner also cites the Septuagint's rendering, saltermi, or salterium. Despite its English use of sultry, he concludes it to be a dulcimer. After some time, citing further Semitic renderings in various languages, Steiner advocates, it must be carefully borne in mind that the word sultry is generally used as a translation of Nebel, but no confusion need arise if it be remembered that 
mention of the Psalterim is only to be found in Daniel chapter 3, verses 5, 7, 10, and 15. That the word psaltery should have been somewhat loosely used by the learned translators of the Bible is not surprising when we remember that the verb salo signifies to play upon a harp or lute. That saltes is a male harper and satria a female harper. And moreover, so thoroughly is this class of words connected with harp or lute playing that the very title of the book of Psalms is given it because it is a collection of songs to be sung to the accompaniment of a harp or lute. And still more, in ecclesiastical Latin, salere not unfrequently means to sing the Psalms of David. The dulcimer would seem to fit. Here the author of this work takes issue with Dr. Steiner, noting his arguments contradict the very nature of his case regarding the dangers of using names as a classification for instruments. Steiner classifies instruments found in Daniel chapter 5 as follows. The karen, the cow horn, the mashrokitha, panpipes, or a small organ, kithara, the lyre or guitar, sebecha, the large harp, the santarin, the dulcimer, the symphonia, the bagpipe. He concludes by some strange fatality. The translators of the authorized version have dragged the word dulcimer as a translation of symphonia and not of salterion. So the last three instruments mentioned in our version are these. Sekbut, sultry, dulcimer, or as they should read, harp, sebeka, dulcimer, salterine, and bagpipe or symphonia. Once this has been established, Steiner reaches out to another scholar for confirmation of his claim, Carl Engel. The resemblance of the Yang Kin to our dulcimer and to the Santir of the Arabs and Persians is very remarkable and suggests various conjectures. If indeed this evolution has validity, then more evidence must be present. To boister our argument, we need to see the evolution in the form of the instrument. While not a single ancestor can be proven with many of these instruments, we must be open to the idea of cultural exchange in that line of thinking. A cultural exchange of Greek, Phoenician, and Babylonian cultures could be made, as they are biblically and historically the most literate and governmental influential cultures, albeit as enemies. First, we have the triangular dulcimer, using carved or ball mallets for the striking of strings. The Euro-Western version being more slender and folky in nature as a strummed instrument. Next, the scholar's lute. The Chinese kin is another possible explanation to compare with the Western folk dulcimer. Furthermore, the Chinese sang and, and tike hold weight, as these instruments look similar to the Japanese goto or koto, an instrument played on the lap with a triangular or elongated form. The string numbers vary and are made of silk, that is, plucked or hammered. The satyr of Georgia and the Italian dulcimer are similar in shape, but the satyr holds the most strings, tuned in unison, four to a pair in a total of 25. India and its Hindu culture also contribute to this cause with an instrument similar to the satyr found in, in Benares. It should be apparent that as these instruments are classified, that their illustrations indeed bear similarities of macroevolution 
through man's design. But there is one final instrument we need to examine in the modern age that most would not consider, furthermore overlook as a completed, strong, percussive instrument. The earliest examples of keyboards were struck bells from hammers, yet examining the clavichord and harpsichord, instruments made famous by J.S. and C.P. Bach, such construction used quill plectrums attached to a jack that when a key was struck, the jack raised and plucked the string, passing again for another stroke while cloth dampened the sound. The piano forte and the modern piano we see indeed a modern dulcimer with strings, resinous chambers, and percussive hammers to produce tonality. Later, pedals came to extend or diminish the volume of sound. While examining such instruments laying, one should not put aside the exquisite craftsmanship and ornate detail of prominent, of prominent scenery portrayed as a testimony to these grand instruments from the past. Indeed, one could compare such craftsmanship to a Stradivarius violin or a Steinway & Sons piano by comparison in craft and sound design. All a testimony to man's handiwork. Biblically, we can examine the psaltery in a variety of scriptures. For the psaltery, And David spoke to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be singers with instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals, sounding by lifting up the, the voice with joy. And Zechariah and Azael and Shemeramoth and Jehael and Unai and Eliav and, and Messiah and Beniah with psalteries on Alamoth. Thus all Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of Yehovah with shouting and with the sound of the cornet and with trumpets and with cymbals, making noise with psalteries and harps. First Chronicles 15, 11 through 28. Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the services of the sons of Asaph and of Haman and of Jeduthum, who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries and with cymbals, and the number of the workmen according to their service was. All these were under the hands of their father for song in the house of Yehovah with cymbals, psalteries, and harps for the service of the house of Elohim according to the king's order to Asaph, Jeduthum, and Haman. This passage is confirmed in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 5, where David appoints Levite priests to minister and praise God before the Ark of the Covenant with psalteries, kinors, and cymbals. And the passage that I read from was 1 Chronicles 25, verses 1 through 6. While more could be cited in 1 Kings and other books, it is clear this dulcimer of the Hebrews was pleasant was present long before the Sebeka harp, being mentioned only once in Scripture. Its place would be foreign and therefore of no pertinence largely to the Hebrew culture until the time of the Babylonian captivity, since no other scripture shows it in use. The psalter dulcimer is indeed foreign and by some scholars reckoning a nebel. While this seems far-fetched, such a harp could have evolved into the triangular dulcimer we know in the East and its elongated Western rendition as time progressed to become the modern grand piano. I'd like to take a moment now, brethren, to reflect on what we've learned so far. 
In man's world of anthropology, history, and textual criticism within the realm of linguistics, history and the way that modern researchers look at things can be confusing, and you will not always get concrete answers. In our Western mindset, we want concrete answers, but in academia, you have debate, and you will not always have 100% certainty on something. That is why when I began this show, I said we need to have healthy agnosticism about the things that we're not sure about, that we don't know, according to the scrutiny of man's academia. So when we looked at the liars that were talked about in the BBC program the other week, we understood that those were casings, most of them crushed. And there was a silver liar in particular, which we'll review in a later program, where modern musicologists use the study of, of organometry, the reconstruction of musical instruments, to try and understand ancient musical cultures better. Now that has a lot more productivity and surety uh, within those academic realms when you start to reconstruct something from a modern contemporary setting. We will see Greek instruments and Hebrew instruments reconstructed in their programs. Just as or, as organists reconstruct musical instruments, archaeometrists reconstruct temples to deities. Indeed, the Temple Institute today in Jerusalem is doing what they can with what they have, perhaps a much better documentation and information, to reconstruct the final temple, as we understand it in biblical prophecy. With that being said, man is doing the best they can. But what we know as believers, we know the power of unification in worship. We know the joy of the fruits of the Spirit when we praise our King. When we come together as believers in the body of Messiah to worship our Heavenly Father, we know the true and simple joy of the truth that music has in our lives. And we should appreciate it for what it is and allow the Holy Scripture to speak for itself whenever we come across instruments and rejoice in the fact that God even gave us instruments, admittedly, through Cain's descendants, which we cited in Genesis chapter 4 in the first program. Let us rejoice in spirit and in truth, in the love of our Savior and our King. That is most important to this show. When you read about musical instruments in Scripture, you should praise God for, for Jubal, for inventing the harp and the ugab. As Genesis says, we should praise God for the joyous voices that he's given us, that he's given me to, to speak these things for your edification and exhortation, brethren. These are good things. When we pursue future understandings of musicology, we will have less confusion. But for now, I ask you, brethren, to bear with me as we take this journey through the instrumentation. Hopefully, you are gaining something from this, and I pray that as we move forward, you have a deeper appreciation for the sounds behind our Savior, Yeshua, Messiah. And now, Mishpikah, I would like to play for you Tehillim 137, By the Rivers of Babylon, uh, sung by a cantor in the original Hebrew tongue. 
it is my understanding that this is rendered in a G minor key. And apart from listening to the vocals, I will be adding accompaniment from what I believe to be most akin to the ancient Kenor and the Nabel, which I have rendered down to the Chinese Guzheng, which is also known as the Chinese Zither. And this instrument has over 2,000 years of history behind it. It also had, uh, at one point, 16 strings. So this is a very ancient instrument, and I hope that it does justice with this cantor accompaniment. Enjoy. prayer and supplication psalm chapter 8 how excellent is god's name O yehovah our adonai how excellent is your name in all the arets who has set your glory above the shemaim out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have ordained strength because of your enemies when I consider your Shemaim, the work of your fingers, 
the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. O Yehovah, our Adonai, how excellent is your name in all the earth. The name of Yehovah Adonai of Shemaim Ha'eretz is excellent in all the Eretz, especially among the children of humanity to whom he has given dominion over the creation. You are El's child, created in his own image and likeness, and empowered with the wisdom and strength to praise his name forever. Never cease to praise the excellent name of Yehovah. Remember in your daily worship and meditation to make a joyful noise unto Yeshua and to praise him with all your heart and love him. And now, if you'd like to contact me and leave some comments or ask some questions about the show, here's some contact information. If you'd like to find out more about your host, you can go to my official website at robertrandallmusic.com, where you can read my bio and see the various projects that I've worked on for uh, With One Accord Ministries, as well as listen to my albums. My first album, That Perfect Moment, a solo piano relaxing album with background orchestration of original composition works and EP, as well as my second album, which is a classical piano album called A Classical Baroque Musician, featuring some of the most well-known beloved classical pieces from three genres of classical composers, including Beethoven, Bach, Mozart, and Chopin. You can also find me on social music media on Soundbirth app, which allows musicians to collaborate as well as promote their music on Spotify and YouTube and get advice from music managers on how to better their craft and their uh, their ability to be a better musician. You can also find me on bandlab.com at Robert Randall Music. You can also find me on soundtrap.com or the Soundtrap app. Robert Randall Music. Soundtrap is a digital audio workstation allowing for aspiring musicians to create audio content via loops or through live instruments, as well as connect with musicians all over the globe on the Skype platform and the chat platform to create works of art and music, as well as podcast content creation for distribution on the Spotify platform. Whether you're a solo musician, a band, or an aspiring content creator, Soundtrap is the platform for you. Also, if you're an educator wanting to teach your class using the creative arts, Soundtrap is also a great way to teach your students in a very fun and creative environment. Finally, brethren, we are not here without your precious prayers and financial support. To Hebrew Nation Radio, Intervision FM, and our podcast providers. Hebrew Nation Radio is a 501c3 ministry, a radio broadcast, and a bookstore delivering the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom prophetically for our name, destiny, calling in the body of Christendom, and delivering the Torah to the nations to those curious about the Hebraic roots of the Christian faith. Hebrew Nation Radio, building a nation, not a denomination, now reaches a million visitors every day on HebrewNationOnline.com, on the Hebrew Nation app, 
as well as on the Hebrew Nation Online podcast and the newest engagement in our Mighty Network's Hebrew Nation Online community. We'd like to thank Roland and the crew for all that they've done to support Holy Worship. You can also listen to Holy Worship as an individual podcast on whatever podcast platform that you get your podcast provided on. If you enjoy Holy Worship, the music of the Bible, please consider making a donation at the link included at every podcast description of every episode on the podcast to keep us going with our podcast provider on Anchor.fm. We'd also like to thank Johnny Johnson and crew at Intervision.fm for also broadcasting our podcast every Friday at 5.30 p.m. on Intervision.fm. Intervision.fm is an online radio station broadcasting us on KINV-DB Internet Radio on Live 365 on the 365 app and website for Internet Radio. Intervision.fm recently won the 2021 Denver Honoree of of the Mayor's Award for Excellence in the, the Arts and Culture. And that has been an award that's been presented since 1986. You can find Johnny Johnson and crew on YouTube or on various Denver TV networks as well as on intervision.fm and uh, listen to their radio station and watch their YouTube show as well every Wednesday. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for allowing Holy Worship to be broadcast on Intervision FM. It is a unique opportunity as well for those who are in the blind and visually impaired community and those with uh, various disabilities to be able to learn the ability to broadcast their content, be it music or podcasting, on online radio. And Intervision FM works with its mission to educate people with disabilities to have a voice uh, in the Denver community. So we thank Intervision FM for all that they're doing, uh, especially for someone who resonates with their vision to help people with disabilities to have a voice, uh, not only for the gospel of Christ, but for those seeking to have a voice through the soul and, and operation of music. And thank you everyone for listening today. And I hope that you have a blessed Sabbath. And until next time, I'm Robert Randall signing out. Be blessed, everyone.